Yes, it's that time again, the time that you've been waiting for, the time for It's a Religion, with Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. Thank you for stopping by. Here is our host, Ehud, son of Dennis. Thank you, Jose. Appreciate that introduction, and uh, great to... uh, not see you all, but uh, have you all with me today. And this is the podcast that uh, is here to encourage, is here to edify, is here to point people to their creator, not the random acts of a defunct theory that is probably one of the worst things that was ever propagated onto humankind, the theory of evolution, and or... Uh, one of the other 637,000 religions that are on the planet that try and entice people to do things uh, to earn their way to heaven. There is only one religion on this planet that uh, speaks to a true creator and speaks to the one who came to die for you and me and cover the sin that we are under thanks to Adam and Eve and what they did in the garden. And so, welcome, welcome to uh, another rendition of 15 minutes of hope, 15 minutes of encouragement, 15 minutes of thank you God that you are here and giving us something to live for. You know folks, when you think about the, the theory of evolution and even some of these other religions, what is there really to live for? You know, I know in the Mohammedan religion you have to to do everything just perfect and hope that God will accept you in the end. I mean, that's the basic tenet of the whole thing. In uh, um, evolution, there's no hope for anything. Hope for what, right? There, You know, you're a random act of chemicals coming together at the right time. So, you know, good luck, right? When it's all said and done, you're just going to become dirt, you know, worm food, uh, in the dirt so what what difference does anything make at that point All right so folks who you know if you put your faith and trust in evolution please please really take an analysis of what they're telling you don't just accept it as gospel you know i would tell anybody that about the bible too read the bible read the book of john and and ponder it you know challenge it there's a guy named Lee Strobel that went went about doing just that, challenging the life of Jesus. Oh, come on, this guy never existed. He didn't want to believe in Christ, and yet he's one of his biggest proponents at this point. So, but I, you know, the Christian faith, God's word, you know, if you want to be super, super nitpicky, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get into a, a verse, a couple verses today that personally I don't understand. But they talk about things that uh, were part of this world thousands of years ago. I wasn't here to observe them. Uh, I don't know that anyone else was except for those that wrote them down. And so I'm not exactly sure what it means, but it doesn't mean it's not true. Now, people can say that about evolution, too. You know, well... 
you know, I wasn't here millions of years ago, so I don't know if the planet was here or not. What was here before all that? I have no idea. God didn't tell us. But at some point, you have to pick and choose and put your faith in something. Because that faith is going to be put in something no matter what. And so, I challenge you to look at the Christian God, to look at the Word of God, the Bible, and to read through it, to try and get an understanding. Again, I don't understand some of the things in the Old Testament, but it's history. It's God giving us how we got here, why we're here, what what transpired during some of those early days, and then through the line of Seth, the line of Abraham, the line of Israel, uh, to get us to the Lord Jesus Christ coming to this planet to save us from ourselves. And what a beautiful, wonderful thing that is. So, with that in mind, let's look at um, Genesis chapter 6 is what we're... Uh, we've been going through looking at the creation of the world, looking at um, how we got here, right? Then what happened with the fall? Adam and Eve... Uh, did something that God had told them specifically not to do. And then we saw God still taking care of them, right? Giving them skins for their bodies to cover themselves. And so, you know, God is still caring for them. But here is a very interesting portion. Let's, let's read Genesis 6. When the man began to multiply, one man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive and they took as their wives as they chose now some people think this might have been angelic type beings um, some think that this was those who put their faith and trust in God because there were becoming some who didn't um we don't know. You know. All we have is the words that are written here. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, and yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now in another version it says, My spirit shall not abide in man forever. And I have a hard time with the way that's written. When I look at the original word in Hebrew... But irregardless, man is flesh, and uh, God basically said, you know, his days are going to be numbered. You know, some of the original people, again, historically in God's word, lived to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years old. And he's saying here, that's not always going to be the case, which is what we see today. Now, the Nephilim, which in uh, the King James Version says, there were giants in the earth in those days. So, you know, there's different uh, archaeological things that have, have transpired uh, that you don't typically hear about because evolutionists don't want to confirm what's happened in the Bible um, that show skeletal structures of, you know, 12 to 14 feet on uh, potential humanoid uh, skeletons. And uh, 
So again, what's a Nephilim? I have no idea. I don't think there are any around today, but I, God knows. That's okay. I don't need to know everything. But it says, They were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them, and there were mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. Now this is one that lends itself to, I wonder if these were angelic type beings that came into the daughters of men and created a certain race. You know, again, we don't see that today, at least to our knowledge. Um, and, you know, you either accept this on faith or you don't. So if you're willing to accept a uh, professor at a college telling you that the earth is zillions of years old with no proof, no real proof, um, you know, again, it's a choice at this point. What do you want to put faith in? And the Lord regretted that he had made man... Okay, the law... The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So even though man knows the difference between evil and good, he's choosing the evil rather than the good. Uh, pretty consistently, right? It says pretty much all the time. So that's, again, a difficult proposition, but we weren't around back then. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, now this is one that people will use to say, oh, well, God's not omniscient then. You know, if he uh, knew that man was going to be evil, yet he created him anyway, you know. And my only answer to that is, you know, the children that you have, you know they're going to do bad things, and yet when they do them, Hey, my son just joined me. You want to say hi, Ethan? Hi. So, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't cause you concern, right? Or cause you grieve. So the Lord said, I will blot out man from whom I have created on the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah, so one guy, finds favor in the eyes of the Lord. And we'll get into the, the Lord and his flood tomorrow and if you look at again going back to archaeology there's a lot of proof um my boys and i listen what's the name of that um thing we listen to with the doctor and his family creation response team huh? the creation response team oh, what's the guy's I name know. I don't oh come on you do too i don't i'm uh, thinking of something else right now so i can't who's on the creation response team Oh, and that, that, um, Dr. Kendall Park. Dr. Kendall Park. Not Dr. Kendall. It doesn't sound like Dr. Yeah. Ken. Dr. Kendall Park. That's and the creation like. response team. For some reason, that doesn't sound like. He's a paleontologist. Yeah. And Mr. Jim, I can't remember his name. He's got the Jim. creation museum. You said just call him Jim for short. We got to listen to that again. We haven't heard that in a while. Jonathan Park. It's a it's a little radio thing that a homeschool group put together a while back, but it, it does a great job of talking about the proof for the flood and uh, dinosaurs and things. When you look at uh, when you look at how evolutionists do it, they use circular reasoning. They basically create this chart to say, okay, these are the different layers of the earth, 
and how old they are. And then they go, hey, look at these fossils. They fit this pattern. So they're this old. And again, it's not proof that the earth is that old, but it's a potential, you know, again, you can say, well, you don't know it's not true. And I can say, yes, I, I don't accept that the Bible says otherwise, that it's not that old. So I would choose to believe and trust in what God has given us. So again, I challenge you to do that, to look at God's word, to look at the tenets of evolution. You know, even some of the, don't be scared to look at some of the other religions of the world and and come to realize that God's word, the Bible, is the only place you're going to find a God who truly loves you and has already sacrificed for you in that regard. So, anyway, let's pray. Lord God Almighty, thank you for this day. I thank you for what we call the Lord's Day now, the, the day in which we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And I pray that all the folks that ever hear this uh, on this day or uh, day in which we go uh, celebrate and worship you with others that uh, trust and uh, put their faith in you, just pray that, that folks will be blessed today and that you'll be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a poor swing The summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs